They're sitting on a couch. It's usually just two characters or sometimes three characters. They're always talking and sitting. They're just sitting in a chair. The pacing sucks. There's no style to anything. It's so boring. From the concrete shores of Arlington, Texas, this is the Approximate Podcast with your hosts, Jamie French, Orion Quest, and Diva Powers. No, don't let me fuck you. <laughs> that was just that's just so I get everything in line. <clears throat> okay, light him if you got him. I like the singer about the moon and the June of Jerry Springer. I like the singer. Springer. That that's one? not still a show anymore, is it? No, no, not for a long time, huh? They wow. stopped letting people fight, and then nobody wanted to. Watch yeah, nobody it. wants to watch it. It's like, damn, no trade wrecks. Well, you it. mean they stopped organizing fights? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least on Steve Wilkos, like he'll take the chair from you and threaten you with it. That's the that was their bald bouncer guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, I remember that shit. See, when you come out on the stage on Steve Wilkos' show and he thinks you're a bad person, you don't get a chair. Oh, I see. See, that's his way of letting you know that you're not good. <laughs> you don't get a chair. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Approximate Podcast. My name's Jamie French. I'm here with Orion Quest. Yeah. And Eva Powers. Hey, Shut up. up. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Both of y'all. Fuck all y'all. Uh, guys, we have, a, we have a very fantastic show today. I bet you didn't know. No. I didn't. No. Did <laughs> you know that today um, um, it's our 20th pre-recorded episode? Hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say Cinco de Mayo. No, no, we've done some. <laughs> you motherfuckers! It's our twentieth pre-recorded episode, so it's it's a bit of an occasion. We've <laughs> what? What? That bitch is crazy. Yeah, um, Cinco de Mayo. I am. I am crazy. It's true. Oh my god! It's. But, but, Oddly enough, it's not our 20th show. It's our 20th pre-recorded episode. We've done some live podcasts and some special stuff on the side. Mm-hmm. We're actually at about the like the 25 show mark, but official like officially m- official shows, pre-recorded shows. This is our 20th episode. So I thought it would be um, a a good idea to talk about something that had to do with 20 because I'm a hack. Um, we're going to talk about we are all of a certain age Uh, I am 37 six months away from 38 if not less maybe five six months I can't I'm not doing math right now you're uh, what 36 36 you're a year younger than me and then Orion is 58 years old no no Orion is 62 years old I can still chew applesauce. <laughs> Bitch, I'm 44. Don't listen to this. 44 years. So we're all in the well, same. Well, black don't crack. You could be any age from, <laughs> from 25 to 74, yeah. and we wouldn't know. So we're all relatively the same age. We're the same generation, right? at the very least. Um, where we are Orion's like younger counterpart, right. but in the same way that you have like a younger brother. you know. So not too far removed. Um and so I thought for the 20th episode that we would talk about, uh, now that we have some hindsight, that we would talk about all the ins and outs of what it is to be 20 years old or in your <laughs> 20s. And the reason I bring this up is because the business that I'm in, I'm, 
in the adult entertainment industry, I have to work with like perpetually 22. Well, that's the that's the magic number. That's the magic number, and in my 10 years of doing this, I'm just constantly inundated constantly. with 20, 22, 25. These are the kind of people that are in that you know kind of specific business. And uh, they only last a few years. Because it know. sucks out your soul and leaves you an empty house. It pr- pretty much. Pretty much. It's not a good business. <laughs> um, but I've stayed the course. And because I've stayed the course, I have to like you interact and see the patterns of what it is to be 20. And I I find that it's... it's I forget how sad it is. How stupid! How stupid how they are! How stupid and sad it is to be twenty. And I thought that was something that we could talk about. We'll say uh, it's a show that's going to be word to the wise. Okay, um, when I was when I was in my twenties, I didn't have a whole. I was the eldest kid. I didn't have an older brother. I had friends that were older than me yeah but i didn't have like a guiding light i didn't have somebody that would like weave me through the ins and outs of what it was to be 20 save for a very particular situation that i will get to in just a moment but i thought that this might be a good opportunity to speak to those who are in their 20s think about it the people that are most likely to listen to podcasts because podcasts are very um modern affair mm-hmm. a very current affair and and that was a good show <laughs> shut your face the the most the people that are most likely to listen to a podcast are going to be people that are in their young millennials m- millennial yeah at this time in 2017 what we'd call millennials in their 20s uh up to probably about 35 is is like your prime demographic so i think we have an opportunity here to speak to 20 year olds um because most likely and especially with the kind of numbers that my like my other job brings into the podcast brings along that kind of age you know again like i said i i am forced to be in the world of talking to 20 somethings just because that's the nature of my business so those are the people that are most likely to see, you know, the uh, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Nuances. Well, no, the the promotional material, you know, for the show. That those are going to be the kind of people that latch onto it the most oh, and, okay. and follow us. Alrighty. So. Um, I thought it was like schizophrenic shut-ins and invalids mostly. Well, those two. And there will be a separate show for them. Okay, cool. <laughs> but right now we're talking. We we are very. I mean, it's like it's. We are exactly halfway done with living. Oh, <laughs> if the average, I'm done with living officially already. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. But the the half we are at the halfway point. If it's if if it's about seventy five to seventy seven years. We're halfway done. We're careening down the hill now. We're halfway done, and we, <laughs> and and we need to tell people and share our experiences with people that are only uh, a quarter of the way done, uh, because it's such a tumultuous. Uh, did I say that? Is that a word? Tumultuous. Yes, it is. is. That, <laughs> I can't. 
You're very eloquent. I'm very eloquent. <laughs> very eloquent with your speaking, yes. It's a rough time. It's a rough time. <laughs> <laughs> Being 20 is a rough time, but I also... I also uh, Not as rough as it used to be. They got it easy now, <laughs> shit. Well, that's something we'll get into, but I think it's it's also a magical time. No, 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 no. 20s, your 20s is when music sounds the best. It means the most to you. It's where movies are completely enjoyable without any kind of like uh, like critical thinking. I guess like I was just, just drinking too much in my 20s because <laughs> I don't It's remember. when drinking feels the best. Because you're too... 20 is it's a magical slash stupid moment in your life. <laughs> it really is. And the way I want to start to touch on it is I actually show us p- on the doll where it touched you. <laughs> show show us on the doll where 20s touched you. Yes. <laughs> All of the skin. Uh, all of it. <laughs> Everywhere. Um but instead of like going through a bunch of stories for like I'm starting this out so but instead of going through a bunch of stories where I just it, it go on about what it is to be 20 and like have I don't want to do this thing where it's like a, a personal this is my opportunity to like have therapy in front of everybody and tell you all about my 20s and how hard my life was I'd rather do it a different way because there's somebody in this room who has known me from my earliest 20s to my latest 20s. And it's Orion. And what I think would be interesting is if Orion, you dis- you tell the audience about what kind of person I was in my 20s <laughs> and then let me respond accordingly and see if we can get people to like recognize people that are in their 20s to recognize <laughs> their own stories. <laughs> Mata, you I endangered. think this would be a much more fun way to approach this. <laughs> I'm feeling better about this podcast already. <laughs> Let's start off from just real quick, just real quick. How we met. <clears throat> it, this is going to be mostly <clears throat> your story and then I'll interject with the funny. <laughs> yes, you'll, you'll, <laughs> um... We were we were jamming at a place called um, Kane Rehearsals over in Arlington, Texas. Um, uh, edge of Fort Worth, right? Yeah, yeah. Does it, it doesn't matter. We were in Texas, yeah. and there was a, a place where bands rehearsed, and we met there. Yes. And this um, is what ninety nine. Yes, uh, yes, yes. It was. Yeah. It was ninety nine. Did um, you party like it was nineteen ninety nine? Um. Yeah. Fuck yes, we did because we thought we thought YTK was gonna destroy this son <laughs> of a bitch. But um, when we found out it did, we were like, damn, we gotta go to work tomorrow. Shit. Um. Anyway, kid was in a band called Liquid Sky. Yep. And I was in a band called Echo Park. Yep. And Liquid Sky needed a drummer. And, oh yes, oh yes. yes. They they we won't go into that. So I I I tried out for the band, and we started jamming some songs, and and the guitar player was great, and the singer was was awesome. You think uh, you think Roland was great? Yeah, I thought Roland was great for, uh, for 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 what he was doing. He was he was a big he Mr. was a big um he was a big um UFO. Jimmy Page no Jimmy no Page UFO type of guy. was his guy. Oh that hmm. uh, you that sure was, uh, was it 
God damn it. Everybody's getting anybody that's our age now is going to yell at me for not knowing the guitar player for UFO. Richie Blackmore. Richie Blackmore. Richie Blackmore. Oh, that was his guy. That Hmm. was his guy. But 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 mm. you think he was a good guitarist? Yeah, Mister No Timing, adequate. Mm. I don't know when he when he jammed with me and Mark. His timing was right on point. Oh, okay. But then again, I've always, that's that was always it. been my was biggest from, problem with that man. This was coming from Liquid Sky, where they had a bass player that, that would say, "Stop, <laughs> go, <laughs> stop, go." That was before you showed up, right? So, and maybe he, maybe he had to make some adjustments himself. But I thought he was a great guitar player. All right. And I thought the singer was was right on par. He was a Adequate. good singer, too. But Joe, if you're watching this, because I'm about to goof on you hardcore, <laughs> Joe, with all seven of your notes. <laughs> I love you, Joe. Don't let her talk to you. Don't let her talk to you like don't, that. Don't. You can totally punch and me if you see me on the street. Don't let her talk about your ponytail, either. Um, <laughs> Motherfucker. Um, Man, um, I didn't even. You went there. I didn't go there. Um, it's a. It's a, <laughs> it's a Tommy Lee Jones reference. So, so, so you <clears throat> let's let's rein it back in. Okay. You, we, we needed a drummer. You were the best drummer in the house. It was a it was a, a hall full of bands, yes. and you could always tell who the best drummer was because it was very apparent. The man who had his math down, and the you could hear him across the hall. Time he was actually stop. keeping time. He was like, "Oh, hey, there's a real drummer in the room. <laughs> Why don't we go over to the room and and ask him at least for an audition?" And so, so and and you agreed, right? Stupidly. <laughs> um. So, um. But what I did notice was was this particular bass player had a certain type of style about himself. At and the I'm time, saying yes, yes absolutely, I, yes, absolutely. Now, keep for 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 time period purposes, we're gonna say he. Yeah, because absolutely. this was back in the day. Yep, I was riding okay. that fence. I was riding All right. that fence. Um. We we played a couple of songs together, and when me and him locked into the to the rhythm section, it was some magical shit. So um, at the end of one of the auditions, I was like, um, "What's your name?" He says, "My name's James." And I said, "Hey, my name's Orion." Um, at that time, Roland mentioned, "Yeah, he's the youngest guy in the band right now." It's like it's funny you should say that. I'll call you kid, you know, as in Billy the Kid. So if you ever hear me call Jamie the Kid, that's where that came from. So we exchanged numbers, and <clears throat> I had um, just finished with um, Echo Park and was disappointed because of all the things that were going on with bands. And with all due respect to Echo Park, they were a good band, but after our, after a couple after a couple of years, you run into the things that bands run into. Um, fights about music and and who leads the band and this that and the other and i really got tired of it i decided i was going to put my own band together and for me to do that i needed to to get at least a decent rhythm section a singer and a guitar player <clears throat> my first thing to do was to ask the best can, bass player i knew can i can i straighten out the story just a little bit yeah go ahead uh liquid sky auditioned orion here we got him uh, he played along. We played together for maybe six months to about a year. Yep. It's it's kind of fuzzy at this point, but six months to a year. And then I got fired from the band because of stuff that has to do with me being in my 20s. Okay? So I get fired from the band. The band pretty much dissolves after I leave. They, they you know, try some Hail Mary shots to keep the band going. And then the whole, the whole thing falls apart. Okay? Yay. Almost a, another six months to a year goes by. And I get a phone call from Orion, who, like he just said, 
wanted to put his own band together. He was sick of being a hired gun for other bands. Said, screw this hired gun shit. I'm going to put my own deal together, see if I can lead a band from behind the kit. Actually, that wasn't it. Oh, okay. Well, it was the, it was the actual ahead. opposite. Oh, go ahead. I was tired of joining bands that didn't know what it took to keep a band together. Because all the great bands, everyone from the Jackson 5 to Pearl Jam, has to have. there are certain prerequisites that bands need to meet to become super bands. One of those is you got to fucking be able to get along. And, play. and more importantly, you've got to be able to squash anything that is not more important than the band. Right. And most bands, most bands, they talk about overnight successes. I found on average, it takes you about seven years to become, you know, popular or mainstream or successful. And all the bands I've ever been at had broken up at four. So that's 12 years of my life. 12 years fucking wasted. Wasted. You know, so I'm like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this generically. First thing, can I get a bunch of guys in the room? But they got to be good. They've got to be as good as me, and they got to be willing to take instructions and be willing to, 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 to leave themselves at the door to be something else when we record. So with that being said, you want to move on? You want me to move on? Well, well I'm, I want to I wanna get we're it. We're trying to tie this to <clears throat> 20. Yeah, yeah we're, we're trying to tie to, yeah. it. Yeah, no. Uh, and I, I, I think this is actually a good place to start. Um because we're talking about when when I met you, you were 25. Right. By the time you wanted to put Co together, you were what 27, 26, yep. 27, 27, 28, 27, 28. Mm-hmm. Hitting up. This is an a, a late stage 20 year old hitting an early stage 20 year old. I was probably right. 21 or 22. Mm-hmm. Um. So what I'm driving at is 20 year olds, even. <laughs> Even ones with the best intentions in mind make horrible decisions. <laughs> I we had a a a twenty seven year old man who it, it it hit him it hit him he had the plan he had the idea and his first instinct was to reach out to. My stupid twenty-two-year-old ass, mm. who got fired for reasons from his previous band. <laughs> he wasn't made aware of these reasons. Eventually, they would come to light. That's what I want to get to. Eventually, they would come to light. <laughs> That's what and I, I know this sounds like a rounded story, but these this information serves the purpose of what's about to happen. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Now, just so you know, my reasoning was simple. I thought that although you may have been a jackass or whatever reason you might have got fired from the other band, doesn't change the fact that a you're a good bass player, B, you're moldable, and C, if I'm lucky, this was before, if I'm <laughs> lucky and you like the same music that I like, then us as a rhythm section would be damn near unstoppable. It will work out. It will work out. That's why out of all the pieces of the band, you were the first piece. Right. So anyway, um, we we get together and start putting ideals for bands together. Now... <laughs> Once the the what's the best way to explain this part? When I when I go over to kids' house, use your words. Yes, uh, tell me about it. When I go <laughs> to kids' house, there'd be sometimes I'd go over for just for writing sessions where I take some drumsticks and a pad, and she, he would have his guitar. Right. Well, sometimes I'd come over, there'd be no power on at the apartment. <laughs> yeah. 
he he we come back he just he was we was working at either uh Domino's Pizza or Taco Bueno. There's old Taco Bueno boxes sitting around the apartment and whatnot. Oh yeah. Um we we finally got co together. We got the remaining members and well, that didn't that didn't pay me any mind because I was 22 as well. So that Living without yeah, utilities, you were, you were, yeah. You you were twenty seven. You yeah. were in your twenties as well, right? But I, 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 but I understood to... where you were coming from, right? Right. You know, it was, you know, hey, sometimes sometimes, the power sometimes get cut off. yeah, sometimes you know. So it wasn't until about a few gigs You're later. You're black. You get yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Problematic. Uh, I want my check today, not tomorrow. <laughs> um. <laughs> so the. Uh, <laughs> A lot of the, a lot of our gigs we we play Fort Worth, Arlington, even some places like Granbury, um, Louisville. Um, one of the places we played was a place in Granbury called Kelly's on the Square. Right. And my first clue of kid being the knucklehead was the fact that um, they really like they really liked the band. So we had a, a free bar tab pretty much. Again, prefacing knucklehead is completely <laughs> tied into being in your <laughs> yes, 20s. Yes. The problem with 20 year olds. Okay, go ahead. One night we um, drove up there and played a gig and uh, kid deciding that he was full of piss and vinegar. Said, oh, "You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna I want to get my drink on. Me, mm. I'm 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 a light casual drinker. So let's face it, I'm a I'm a, I'm a nut, and I like drinks that have flavor in it. Of course, kid responded like, you know, my, my problems reared their head early. Yes. <laughs> While I'm over here trying to have some type of mixed drink, he's like, I remember when chocolate milk was good. Can I have a shot of vodka, some JD, and just a little, just splash them together, splash them together." Can anyway. I have all the drinks? Yeah, can I have can you I have all, all the, the drinks? Which one? All, all the drinks. <laughs> so he I'd be like sipping one, talking to friends, and in the back I could hear this. And I look over, that's kick. Just knocking them back. Knocking them back like a champ. <laughs> we get no. through we get through with the and now now to to his benefit. To his benefit. When he got up on stage and played bass, he was a fucking beast. You couldn't tell he was drunk at all. He did his thing. And he's, he's, However, he's, he's a very so, percussive bass player. So, so relating this back to 20s, relating this back to 20s, when you're 20, and this, I want to speak to 20-year-olds because this is, this is, you brought up a good point. You are completely uh, indestructible. 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 You can have. Or at least you think you are. You, sometimes you actually are. That's what. That's one of the beautiful things about being that's twenty. This is uh, this show is too. not. This show's not to goof on twenty-year-olds. There is a dark and a light side. Right. And I want to help people out with the dark side, but I also want to not ignore the light side. And one of the light sides about being twenty years old is that sometimes you actually are a little bit indestructible. And Until I, that, you're 30 and then it all comes back like a freight train. Well, it's because you're stupid when you're 20. <laughs> you don't know that you're supposed to hurt. Right. Life hasn't hit you that hard yet. Right. So you get all of the the buzz from your, your extravagance, from your um, hedonism. Drugs, alcohol. Right. You, you get to enjoy that 
and still be amazing at the thing that you do well. Right. So, so yeah, I I do. I remember knocking them back like a motherfucker and still being able to go out on stage and prove my worth. There were nights that it didn't happen like that. But more often than not, I, I it played. It played. So we 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 get through the gig and like I said, he was spot on. We're loading the gear and and then well, I'm looking I'm looking for Jamie to help load the gear and I'm looking for Jamie to help load the gear and we're still looking for Jamie to help load the gear and, and Jamie's in the bathroom dry heaving and can't throw up at all to save to save his life. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll, all we got to do is just get back to Arlington. Get him in the house, get him in the bed, go about our business. So we start to drive out past the city limits, and kids like, you know, I love you, man. We had a badass show. Oh, man. Did you see all the pussy that was at that fucking show? I could have hit all that shit. I don't feel really good. <laughs> I don't feel really good right now. How bad do you feel, motherfucker? Uh, I think I'm going to throw up. Oh, you're going to throw up now. Hold on just a minute. We were driving with a friend of ours in his truck. So kid only weighed like two pounds. So we pulled him out of the truck, put him in the back of the truck. And we're driving on. And the funniest thing is that the the, the driver, he, he looked and said, hey, is Jamie okay? And we look back and there's just this blast. Just, just vomit everywhere on the window. It just splashes out. It looks, it looks like a, like a bad thing from Alien. Just, I exploded. It, 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 he exploded all across the wall. To which I, I looked at the driver and said, "Yeah, he's all right. He's good. Yeah, he's good now. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll be okay. So we, we didn't we, need those tacos anyway. Yeah." We drove all the fat. The bad part is that we drove all the way back from Grand Prairie to Arlington, Texas, which is about about an hour, about an hour and a half, with kid asleep in the back of the truck. Yep, in his own vomit. Oh yeah, just wallowing. Because we're not gonna. And and they they I, have I remember, hoses for that. They have I, hoses for that. I remember the way it ended. I remember it ended exactly the way you see this kind of see play out in a movie. I wasn't brought to my door. <laughs> I was dumped onto a lawn. Yes. (laughs) I was dumped onto a lawn and crawled my way back to my apartment, uh, to my roommate's apartment. Of course, being 20, you ain't got your own place. Of course not. I'm in in bouts of homelessness (laughs) and sleeping on couches. That's uh, one of the, again, one of the good things and one of the bad things about being 20. And I, I crawl my way to the door and suffered through the worst bout of alcohol poisoning I can remember to oh, this day. Alcohol poisoning. Oh, oh my goodness. It was not pretty. It was not pretty. That's what made me quit drinking like that was alcohol poisoning. And 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 when and when that happened to you, how old were you? I was twenty. Uh, said. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't die, kid, because it would have been hard to find another bass player. But anyway, um <laughs> but anyway. That no, was just I, one that of totally makes sense. <laughs> that that was one of many stories that um that that I have with the amazing James French. <laughs> but okay, so I want to kind of drive the conversation towards uh, the behavior that I see in twenty year olds that I 
that I'm like witnessing in my career and just being online and being on Twitter is a lot of twenty somethings. Wait, wait, wait. And, what, what, what? You mean the the narcissism and the utter stupidity and the the mind numbingly just retarded behavior that that seemingly against wait, wait, good wait. sense ooh, ooh, ooh. and 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 and, and, <laughs> and, and <laughs> decency that uh, Rita Rapunzel was about to go off in this motherfucker. <laughs> Open your hands. <laughs> that and that. Yes, and more importantly, the the reason why I wanted to bring this up as a subject is for uh, I just I, I want to be able to give some some information and some kind of help to people that are going through this age because a, what a lot of what I recognize in these twenty year olds that we but encounter they ain't gonna hear to help. is huh they ain't gonna hear to help they don't want to hear to help. No, but I w- at least want oh, it on oh, record. They want to hear the help. They just don't want to hear the help. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but believe it or not, while while you believe they're they're at the podcast playing ping pong, saying "fuck them sons of bitches," you know, at some point in time when they get back to their house, they're gonna replay the podcast and say "them sons of bitches" were right. But I but, just had a hangover last but, night. <laughs> the kind of the kind of people I want to address are the people that suffer through a thing that's very that's very common in your twenties, and that is thinking that the world is ending all around you with every tiny social interaction you have because it's all about you all the time and and I want to let them know that the world actually isn't ending you know that's the part of the 20s that I kind of want to concentrate on now and bring it around to and that I think you might have something to say about it because I was such a under your tutelage under your being the only person that was older than me that I knew like I said I never had uh an older brother or an older sister that I could go to, Orion was my surrogate for that. And so he had to deal with me being a 20-year-old butt. He was but, like your mammy. Right. And so he was there when when I was at my lowest points in my 20s. Fuck you, diva. And so I think he has some... <laughs> He's like, how long is he going to go with us? Ah, oh, there it is right there. So I think he might have something. I, I want him to tell stories so I can uh, uh, interject and maybe some lessons will be learned for people in their 20s that think the world is more dramatic than it actually is and that they aren't. But they get off on that drama. They need that because they're 20. That's part of the whole thing. They need that. It's the end. It it's is the part worst. of the worst. It's the it worst is. that ever no, happened. It really is. But if there's somebody out there to at least tell them that it's gonna be okay or that's that what I got suicide hotlines for. Here's the or or a podcast where you got a bunch of friends that you can turn into every week and maybe realize that the world ain't so bad. I'm gonna tell them to that's jump. That's the whole reason I do the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna tell them to jump. It's because it's because radio, talk radio, and podcasts like this have always helped me out in times where I felt low and that I didn't have friends that I felt that I could fight in because I I, I felt that my problems were so personal and so uh, 
that I was the only one experiencing a- again a these 20 things. Thing. A 20 yeah. thing. Exactly, exactly. And that's when I was at the height of listening to shows like this. And when I heard shows like this, it actually did help. It actually did help. And you know, hopefully, we can do the same here. What is? Give me the lowest time you've ever known me. When was shit at its worst, Orion? Oh, yeah. Be oh. completely, nothing's off the charts. Be completely candid. Oh, well. He's like, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> Yesterday, I tried to borrow $5 and he gave me a speech about pawning his shit. <laughs> I've, I've not been the same since. No, on a, on a more serious note of, oh, I think Jay, I know the story. Oh, 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 you know let's the see, story. Let's see if we have the same one. Oh, we, I, oh, believe me, we do. As soon as I say the right words, a little chicken with the words going to come out. My, um, my 20s wasn't great. <laughs> no. He's also had a transit life. He's always been staying with other people. Um, Transitory. Yeah. Transient. Yeah, transient. Thank you. Um, Homeless. <laughs> it's always but trans I'm, with me. It's always <laughs> trans with me. Uh Trans um, everything. So one one, um, uh, <laughs> one day he moves he he moves in with me, and um, uh, me and some friends of mine. Um, there's about there's about including him. It was it was about four of us, and um, we decided that we're gonna get a rent. we're gonna get a bigger place. Jamie also decided that um um no let me see if I can, I'm, I'm remembering this wrong. No, oh yeah, she was. He was needing a place to stay as well, but I couldn't hold him because the holding capacity of the apartment wouldn't allow me to. Um, um, but my my pal uh, JD and another uh, friend of mine, we were staying together, and so we moved to this apartment, and um, we're moving things in, and as we're moving things in, I receive a note on my door that says, "Welcome to our apartments." But the holding capacity for this particular apartment is three people. If we find that you are holding more people in, despite what we hear, we will automatically evict you from the from the apartment. Because decent landlord. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens when you deal with Mr. Roper. Um, <laughs> so I don't I, come and knock on I tell door. I tell Jamie, I'm sorry, but I can't keep you can't you can't stay the night they're watching us and if they find out that you're staying here under any set of circumstances um we're gonna get thrown out and i even went as far to i even went as far as to tell them look even if you could just find a place to stay for a few days and get the pressure off of us then you can come back and maybe we can negotiate for another deal to which he gathers his things and and takes off i have work in the next morning so um I go get out in my car. Like you do. Yeah, I'm about to take off, and I look back, and this arm reaches out and yawns. I'm like, oh, "Oh, what the fuck's in my car? Oh, my shit. It's the the, the hitcher. It's the motherfucking hitcher who's about to kill me. He's got a hook. Oh, shit. He's got a hook. Um, Candyman, candyman, candyman. We all gonna die. I I look back, and Kid has slept in the back seat of, of my car. Yep. And this, uh, that's that's exactly the story. Now, that's not the the events leading up to that situation where you had you needed me to leave, 
So I wound up sleeping in the back of your car because I had nowhere else to go. Um, I remember coming to that situation for a completely different reason. Okay. I, and this is where I said you can be totally free to be candid. <clears throat> when you're in your 20s, <laughs> you feel that the world owes you. Because it does. Be- <laughs> you feel that you really are the movie star of life and that everything's happen- happening to you because... And only you. Only and you. only you. Uh, be- because why wouldn't it? Because you're oh. that you know, special. Why wouldn't it? And Yeah, you, I was going to get to that part. Okay. Okay. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. And then so um <clears throat> um I pull over the car and he 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 gets out not really caring about no, anything dude, that's happened. Just get out. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I made it through that night. The car never made it out of park. You didn't pull over the car. You, you sure? I sure yeah. didn't pull out the car. You did not pull over the car. I you found me in the parking lot in your car. You got in your car. I tried, I tried, this is how shitty 20-year-olds are. I tried to lay low, as low as I could. And this is the way I remember it. And this is a bunch of years ago. Because you're totally going to hide and he won't know you're there. Right, just right. Quiet. Right, because I am the movie star, and so Indiana Jones always wins. James Why wouldn't Bond. I win? That's Why, right. <laughs> right. Why wouldn't this work out in my favor? You're about to Laura Croft <laughs> Tomb Raider this shit, and it's going to work out. But it was, it was, I remember it being cold and I remember you getting in the car and I remember you turning around and saying something to the effect of get out of my car. <laughs> something to the effect of get out of my car. Hmm. I, I don't, well, I'm glad you're here because that's not what I remember. Oh, well, tell me what you remember. I, re- I remember getting in the car, starting the car, pulling the car out of the back. And watching your hand come up from the car. Oh, you may be right. You may be right. Pulling the car back in, looking back at you. Yeah. Getting out of the car, opening the door, and in my kindest, politest voice saying, get out of my car. Yep, yep. It was that It was that cold and that brutal and that correct. Um, I truncated the memory just because for efficiency. Yeah. Repressed yes. false memory therapy. We'll do that. <laughs> But, but that's that's one of the things about being twenty is that it there's zero thought to how your actions well, affect other people. When you're twenty, and it, this is this is a cultural thing, and it's not going to speak to everybody. Not everybody has this experience, but enough people has this has this experience to where I think it's relatable. Where um, I'm a child of divorce. Um, I am a child of stepdad. I'm a child of just a, a family, a family that d- it, it was not the Beavers. You know, not it was stable. not the Cleavers. It was not. It's not that it was unstable. Well, I mean, in the sense of like you had one set of it's rules that at mom, and I one had set of rules somewhere else. Yeah, I had a mishmash growing up. I had a mishmash of different rules from different parents. There were rules. I was not raised in a crack house. I was not my mom's. An excellent mother. Anybody that's seen previous podcasts and seen the family show knows that I have a decent mother. I was raised with a, a, 
a, a dad that tried to be a decent dad. He had anger issues, but I a, a decent dad. He rules were in place. Rules were in place. You didn't just do whatever. But the, the thing that was lacking in my childhood, which I think a lot of people can relate to, is that there was very little structure. Um, my parents expected me to do the right thing. They said to do the right On thing. They weren't awful people themselves, so they couldn't teach me awful things. They were good people that tried to teach me the best they could. But there wasn't a lot of involvement. I was able to roam free. Yeah. I was able to go out and and just be out all night, yep. come back. And if I got into any trouble, that's when I got punished, and I did get punished. But I was never—they didn't, like— They weren't watching you all the time. They weren't watching me all the time. They weren't keeping tabs on where I was. And it was only a problem if I caused a problem. This is really bad when you're forced out on your own. When you're 20 and you're just put into the real world to fend for yourself um, and you don't have a lot of really structured guidance, you have no idea— how to go about living your life but you because you're you know only you've gone though. through 20 years of just being able to go out all night and it's going to be fine and your parents will take care of everything that you're can't take care of and that's I, what happened in this particular situation with me and Orion I was a 20 year old with very little a, a good moral compass but no guidance about how to live my life so when I wound up in the back of his car, it's because I felt, well, he's the only older per, older person I know. I'm 20-something year old. He's my friend. Okay. Why wouldn't he help me out? And, and that's not the way life works. And nope. if you're not raised with hard lessons, you know, the, the good, right, hard lessons— then you're gonna your twenties are gonna be spent feeling lost, and that's the whole point of this podcast. But that's why you have the sex and the drinking and the drugs and all that. And stuff. all that happens too. All that happens too. But that's too. a response to the lostness. That's, that's well, that's, and it's also a response to parenting where you got good people that maybe married too young, had kids while they were still learning how to. My mom had me when I was nineteen. When she was nineteen, okay. Um, so she was growing up trying to raise a kid. As she was learning lessons in her 20s, she was trying to give me the same like kind of fucked up misguided lessons she was learning while she was in her 20s. I was getting bad information from a growing, developing source of an adult that was trying to that was in the midst of 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 becoming an adult herself. So I never got the I, I I never became a man. I mean, no, I mean that, you know, in a, in a metaphorical sense, I, I never I was never taught to man up. I was never given the brutal life lessons. I was given the kind of lessons where be a good. Don't hurt other people. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't break shit. Don't. uh I got the brutal life lessons. Don't hate. Don't care. hate people that are different from you. I was given a lot of, of um, the the kind of lessons that are that are uh, kind of nebulous and and 
and base as being a good person, but I was never taught how to construct my life. I was never taught how to do taxes before I left my house. I was never taught how to uh, maintain a household. But you don't care I was, about any like, of that I was when never you're in your 20s, taught, though, at all. I was never taught the nuts and bolts because I was raised w- by people that were still figuring out the nuts and bolts while they were trying to raise me. I think you were simply not taught responsibility. D- uh, uh, yeah, exactly that. Never taught responsibility. And I There's... think when you meet people in their 20s that are, are, are so, oh, mm, woe is me, and they're narcissistic, and they're completely in their own heads about how life works, I think when you meet those people or when you encounter those people, it's because they're raised with similar backgrounds that so many of us are are not taught the we're 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 given like the when you're raised by good parents you're given the base but you how be, to be a good person but you're not taught how to live life you can be taught all that anyway and in your 20s still not give a fuck about any of it because you think you know better well you can yeah, be yeah but but that's at, the cool part about being 20 is that some people some people can be taught that and not learn it some there are those who can and those who can't that's what i think it's just most of the people i know are those that that couldn't the thing is the thing is diva i i've known a lot of people there are people that have like blown my mind when i was in my mid-20s and i meet somebody my own age that they seem so on top of their shit they were doing so much better than i was i'm like but how really well, maybe not internally, emotionally. I can't speak to that. I can't speak to somebody's emotional intelligence I, or where I'm they were saying, before they became 30 or I'm 40 years old. I'm saying that because there's a lot of times where we meet people and we think, oh, this person has it together. They know no, what they're doing. Of course, of and course. that person is a fucking wreck but, and has but no idea But there what are doing. also people that are in their 20s where I thought even if they don't have their shit together completely in their 20s, they're still a, a huge step above where I could be. And why can't I have that much of a head start that these seem, people seem to have? If I had the kind of head choices. start, I'm 22. I look at this 25-year-old that has their shit together. If I had that much of a head start, I could only imagine what I'd be look, today. Look at the different choices that person made than you did. That person probably stayed in school. Choices that, person probably that are predicated on their upbringing. Not necessarily. Their upbringing, their fine. I grew, I grew up poor. I grew up poor, just like just j- always, yeah. just a cunt hair above the poverty yeah. line. I know what that's like. I've you know, I, I know. let's not let's not ignore the importance of of you know I'm having saying, a little money in your I've, pocket. I've known people that have grown up in very nice circumstances, and they still don't get that. They still don't. sometimes, and I recognize that. But usually, you'll find that in that case, it's usually because they're like born a little fucked up in their head they have a psychological problems i just I, it, it all boils down to people making different choices i could look at all the people that i went to say high school with and you know there are people that i went to high school with that are doctors now that you know have four kids and a husband and then what have you and it all boils down to they made different choices than i made right they stayed in school or they decided to you know get an actual career or any one of a number of things that I did not decide to do. 
And so when I look at that and think, oh, I should have that, or I want that, or why don't I have that, I always remember, well, wait a minute, no, see, you were the one that thought it was cute to drop out of school and do your own thing and, you know, be homeless and crazy and do a bunch of drugs and make bad choices. Like, that was what I wanted to do, so those were the choices that I made. Okay, well, I fucking, I understand that. Uh, Orion, what, what's your input? You remember the last thing I said to you that day? Hmm. Um, cause I, I worked in Dallas. I said, you know, if I didn't see you, I would have drove all the way Dallas in da- to Dallas. You would have been stuck in Dallas, no money, no food. And I would have had to be able to take care of you. You need to look past yourself. Everything I do is for everybody else. And when you learn that you'll be a better person. Right. And, um, we can't hang no more. Right. So, and after that, I was done, and my roommates, my roommates were like, "What did you do?" I was like, "Well, I, I had sent, I had to send kid away. Kid stayed in the car, and well, why would you do that?" It's like, well, if I hadn't, and the police would have caught him, then a kid probably would have went to jail for trespassing. B, more importantly, the the management would have caught him. Then we would have all got kicked out of here and been evicted. That's seven years, and. Uh, my roommate was about to say something else to which I responded, you know, you don't get the burden of being responsible for everybody else. That's me. All you get to do is sit and pay rent and laugh and tell jokes. But when we get evicted, I get evicted. You don't get evicted. Yeah, your name's the name on there. You know, I I learned a long time ago as a kid, you can't, the moment you, the moment you leave home, or the moment you decide that your mother or your father, whoever it is, is not good enough for you, then you're responsible for yourself and anybody that you carry with you. James doesn't understand that. When James makes mistakes, James just makes mistakes and goes on. And I, I it's not that to which JD, which which would you, I tell you this, you'll say hi to JD, but JD was James, our, our yeah. roommate at the time. JD said, well, punishing him doesn't isn't gonna fix it and i said well i'm a spiritual type of guy and god didn't punish lucifer he just removed him from his sight i don't want i don't want to not help jamie i don't want i don't want to not help anyone of y'all but there had to be but there's gotta but if it means if it means that we'll never be friends again then maybe just maybe he would have learned the one important lesson that every person needs to be to, to live on this planet, which is you've got to be responsible for your actions. This is small. This is small. The last time I was irresponsible, I went to prison. Right. You know, the last time I didn't care about anything or anybody else, I went to prison. I made my girlfriend mad. I made my mom sad. I made my I disgraced my family name. Didn't think about that. Didn't nope. think about that until I got out and tasted that first breath of free air. And since then, I've not looked back, nor will I go back. So that she's he's just got to live with it. Just yeah. got to live with it. And and there's a uh I wanna before we start to wrap this up, which we're gonna do real soon, um there is a cyclical uh secular I can't cyclical. Cyclical <laughs> Thank you, Diva. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, words, they don't become me. Um, there's a cyclical nature to 20-year-olds. Life is a circle. Versus uh, people that are 
in their, I'd say, late 30s, early 40s. Um, Fixing to die. I found that as bad as I was in my 20s, the lessons that I was that I, I learned from being involved with this man here, Orion, uh, are lessons that I was able to bestow upon people that were 10 years, 13 years my senior, or my junior, sorry. Um, it... If there's anything that a a 20-year-old can take away from this podcast, it's that you are not doomed. You're not. You're not doomed. You, so long as you are alive, barring accident, disease, or, you know, shooting yourself in the face, uh, you will become this age, and you will get it. You will. No matter how dumb you think you are, no matter how much self-loathing you have, no matter uh, how shitty you think life is treating you, if you survive, you'll get to a place where you can bestow your experience and knowledge upon people that are in their 20s as well. Uh, This is a very important lesson that I learned from Orion. He had to kick me to the curb. Because it was the only way I was going to learn. It was the only way I was going to learn. And I've had to do that to people in my own life. Now that I'm of an older age, I've had to bestow those same lessons upon other people. And it breaks your heart when you have to do it. But you have to look back and realize, wait a minute, no, this is, as much as it sucks, as much as I want to care for this person as much as I want to uh, let them know that everything's going to be okay and be a safety blanket for them, you have to let them go and grow up and make horrible mistakes because it's the only way anybody learns. And I think this is most pertinent to people that are in their 20s because if you're not allowed to make mistakes, you're going to be 20 forever. And as magical as 20 is, that's no way to be. So I implore all the 20-year-olds listening to this podcast, don't be 20 forever. Also, <laughs> also, you will not stay young forever. Your face will wrinkle. You will get fat. Things will happen to your body that you have no idea, even comprehension of at this point in time. It's going to happen. It will happen. Oh, uh, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. You said yours. She said hers. I'm going to say mine. Please close us out. You're going to go through life. You're going to go through times where you're going to be at the top of your game. You're going to go through times where your heart's going to be broken. You're going to go through times where you've got enough to, to lift the world on your shoulders. There's going to be times where the weight you can't carry. But in the words of my family, in the words of my mom, you can take it. You're young. You're resilient. You're 20. Just remember one thing. There's some things you can't take back. Mm -hmm. And as long as you can know the difference and keep your fucking head low, you will survive. Is that it? That's it, my friend. (laughs) You know, you're you're only going to, unfortunately, and this is, again, word to the wise, this is going to close it out, closing statement. 
the only way that you're going to learn uh, how there are things that you can't take back is that you keep living through your 20s. Mm-hmm. And when you get into those situations where you find you cannot take back the thing that you did or said, your best bet is to not feel shitty and fucked off about it, but to learn from that. And that's that's going to make you a good person into your later years, into your 30s, 40s, and so on. Um, and if you can do that, then you win. And if you can't, well, fuck you. Nice knowing you. Orion, I believe you had something to say. The Approximate Podcast is a dead girl production. I like how my voice just dribbles on and on uh, and on. Like that shit. Anyway. Um, I can barely remember any of our data. If my memory serves me correct, we have new addresses. You, yeah. Do you want me to give you a refresher? Yeah, do I'll, that for I'll me. I'll take it. You study this podcast. Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's very simple. Uh, there's only a few things you need to know. Uh, get us at uh, approximatepodcast.com. The that's mothership. Your, that's the mothership. That's your mainstay. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on uh, YouTube. Um, and beyond that, if you want to contact us, there's two good ways to do it. One is on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You go to at approxpod. Uh, uh, at approxpod? At approxpod. That's A-P-P-R-O-X-P-O-D. That's it. That's You can hit us all up at that. You don't have to go do a bunch of different things or all the different personalities on the show. Hey, I got a question for you. Yes. Um, when they go to uh, at approx... Um, pod. Thank you, at approx pod. When they go to that, when they because it's open for all of us, do they need yeah. to put the name of the person they're trying to reach? Nope. Nope. They they Just address the show. Address oh, the show. Oh, okay. If, if you have something specific you want to say to any of us, just... Type in to the best of your, like, it, however you think you spell our names. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll understand. Hey, Onion, I have a question for you. <laughs> hey, Arian, I have a question for you. <laughs> hey, racist one. <laughs> Problematic. Hey, black guy. <laughs> hey, indeterminate. <laughs> Problematic. And and then, yeah, problematic. Triggering. Triggering. Uh, yeah, just address us at approxpod. Okay, on the Twitter. That's it. That's all you need to do. Burner line? Uh, the burner line, we do have a phone number you can reach out to. Uh, it's 817-673-3704. Send That's, nudes. Please do. Oh, Yeah, I do. 817-673. Don't. 3704. Do. And you can... <laughs> Nude furniture does not count. Call that line. Text that line. Hit us up with a, a question, a comment, whatever you got, and we'll respond accordingly on the next show. So do that, and uh, yeah, we'll do that. So I think that's anything else? No gigs, no nothing coming no. up, nothing to promote, nothing? Um, uh, yeah. Fuck y'all. <laughs>